breaking news. Russia hacked tapes of deleted performances that were scheduled to perform for the Trump inauguration. While the president of the United States ensured that these artists' messages were not televised, we at CNT have accessed this exclusive content thanks to our own Russian hacker from Babudi Babushkinovska Vinsky Yosevich, Pam. Dasvedania. Featuring renowned artists like Cher. Do you believe in life after Trump, 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 after Trump? And now the unbelievably talented Alicia Keys. His toupee is on fire. Ariana Grande. Been here all night, been here all day, and by Trump got me moving out of the country. Lady Gaga. Can't give my, can't give my, can't give me my reproductive rights. Can't give my, can't give my, can't give me my reproductive rights. Adele. Brexit happened here and now it's happening to you. I wish nothing but the best for you. And Erica Badu. Now what am I supposed to do when I ain't got healthcare, ain't got healthcare? How can I pay care for myself? When Trump care ain't even there now, what am I supposed to do when I ain't got healthcare? Ain't got healthcare. How can I pay care for myself when Trump care ain't even there? I guess I'll see you next You heard it here first on CNT. Check the mixtape out on SoundCloud since public radio, much like the civil rights pages of WhiteHouse.gov, is soon to be gone for good. Hello, CNTs. Welcome back to WRCT 88.3 FM. I'm your host, Arielle. What's up, guys? It's Daryl, finally back from Wales. And this is CNT, a feminineal broadcast devoted to bringing you the sarcasm you deserve. Thanks for joining us for our season premiere, Third Time's the Charm, am I right? Subscribe to our channel on iTunes to check out our latest episodes and do it quick because our feed deletes the old ones and we ain't paying for pro. So if you want to laugh to stop yourself from crying over your not so bright future, stay tuned to CNT, politically aware, but not always correct. Before we 
talk about the inauguracist, oh, I mean your inauguration, I'm sorry, Freudian slip, that's on everyone's minds, we want to talk about another instance of setting up celebrities for embarrassment because the American public is collectively the worst. Stevie Wonder was challenged to make a free throw at a middle school basketball game, and some people might say, that's old news, that happened in August. And to them I say, have you seen this video lately? Nothing is more comparable in this moment to American politics. Let's take a listen. And obviously you can't see the basketball hoop in question, but it's okay. Neither could he. You hear how disappointed those people are? That's the sound of America as we blindly hurtle towards imminent failure. Damn, how are you going to do Stevie Wonder like that? Did you even watch Trump's inauguration this weekend? Who? Trump. He's the president. Of what? The United States. Of what? America. Oh, you mean Obama? No. Mm, then I don't know her. Well, apparently, White House Press Secretary Sean Spice Girl insisted that this was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. Mm, meanwhile, pictures, polls, and people indicate otherwise. On my way to D.C. this weekend, I ran into a couple people who performed at the inaugural concert, all of whom said that there appeared to be more cops than citizens at the event. Oh, I'm sorry, not cops, peacekeepers, because this is the Capitol. In other news, Texas woman Pearl Moen finally got sentenced to 15 years in prison for stabbing an innocent nurse 21 times back in November 2015. Moen, like most teen girls, didn't quite seem to think this through because the nurse saved herself due to her medical training because she's a nurse. Um, they literally get paid to know how to save lives. Moen, who was 17 at the time, wrote about the experience in her journal. It feels like this crisp unreality flashing and sparking adrenaline and shock how do i even go about describing it the whole thing was unreal i'm so proud of myself yeah that quote definitely sounds like a 17 year old's journal entry but like after losing your virginity to someone not brutally stabbing them well clearly she was far from getting laid because on valentine's day she got arrested due to moan's mother calling police to confirm her daughter looked identical to the police sketch published shortly after the incident Damn, her own mother ratted her out? Yep. Moral of the story, don't trust these hoes. Nobody's safe, because even literal backstabbers can end up getting stabbed in the back by their own mother. And now, a message from our sponsors. Have you been feeling discouraged, disempowered, or disemboweled by our current political climate? Are you looking for a way to take back the country you love? From our 1940s vintage collection, we bring you Punching a Nazi. What could be more American than punching a Nazi right in the face? Captain America punched a Nazi. Indiana Jones punched a Nazi. Now you too can punch a Nazi. Time travelers love hopping back to whoop Hitler's pasty butt, but you know what's the next best thing? Tracking down one of Hitler's little buddies and uppercutting him right in the undercut. Call now to reserve access to our patented Nazi punching package. In addition to one unsuspecting and fugly Nazi delivered daily to your door, the benefits of this package are endless. The Nazi of your fish choice may lock himself indoors, pay for bodyguards, or cry like a little racist baby. But isn't punching alt-right leader Richard Spencer just stooping to his level, you might ask? To that we say no. He's a mother f Nazi. Uphold traditional American values and punch a Nazi today. That's 1-800-ALT-RIGHT-IN-THE-KAISER. 1-800-ALT-RIGHT-IN-THE-KAISER. Welcome back, CNTs. 
In case you've been living under a white hood, the Women's March on Washington took place over the weekend. This record-breaking protest was attended by over a million people in D.C. and almost five million people worldwide in 84 different countries. Countries like Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Kenya, Lebanon, where women's voices are silenced. Even Russia participated. It's true. Pam was there. That's Vedania. This was the largest single-day peaceful protest that has ever happened in the United States. Because honestly, what's more unifying than a common enemy? Maybe he's what the feminist movement needed all along. He's like the new Taylor Swift. But I like Taylor Swift. No, no one, one asked you, Pam. Pam. The march started just as you'd expect with the white grandma on Facebook. After the country decided to elect a sexist Cheeto to the White House, Hawaii's very own grandmother Teresa posted online, I think we should march which racked up over 10,000 comments overnight. The only way I'm getting 10,000 comments on anything is if I accidentally post Justin Trudeau's nudes. God, he's hot. Right? Forget Trump. He's really why I'd moved to Canada. The movement grew as people accused the march organizers of ignoring the concerns of women of color, spawning sister marches based in inclusion. This prompted the founders of the Women's March on Washington to update their page to include all women, regardless of race, sexuality, and gender identity. And no one was harmed in the making of this privilege check. But wait! Protesting doesn't get anything done. Why do <coughs> all these women knit pink pussy cat hats and dig up their magic markers? According to the website, the march was intended to send a bold message to our new government on their first day in office and to the world that women's rights are human rights. And you know, the sky is blue, the grass is green, and our president is, o is orange. This weekend, I was able to make it to the Women's March on D.C., and the only thing better than the limitless love and uplifting support pouring through the streets of D.C. were the signs. After much deliberation, here's our top five. I take naps, but I'm still woke. You can't overcome sexism. Ravioli, ravioli, give me the birth controlly. There's more to the alphabet than KKK. Try LGBTQIA. There will be hell to pay. You know, like to pay because, you know, Donald Trump and his hair. That's not really hair. And you know what I mean? Hashtag all puns matter. OK, not really. Anyway, enough about us. Let's hear from some of the protesters who foolishly agreed to be on our show. So, tell us, why were you guys at the march? I'm a gay woman. My family migrated here from Africa and Europe. I have Hispanic and Middle Eastern backgrounds. I am a survivor of sexual assault. I was raped in college. My late mother was a champion. I'm here as a sexual assault survivor. I'm here as a mother of twins. and. I'm here for the future of our country. I am here primarily so my little girl could find out what I missed out on in the 60s. They're trying to paint these movements as a uh, assault against American sensibilities and American values, and this is what American values are about, is protesting and fighting for the civil rights for everyone, uh, even as somebody who enjoys a lot of uh, privileges as a white man. I I fight for those and I march for those who can't. Yesterday oh, I was yeah. walking around downtown um, oh. and they're just so demoralizing and I just felt like someone had robbed my home, like all of my belongings were gone. I felt Yesterday like I couldn't recognize really my city. Yes, this election we learned that people would rather call, you know, women bad names 
then elect them to be president. And how is this how is this protest making you feel right now? How does it look like? I feel validated. Yep. I feel like I matter. Empowered. Yes. It gives me hope that this many people are willing to show up and say, no, we will not let you take away women's rights, gay rights, and everything else that the Republicans and Donald Trump, we all know they want to do. It's a nice reminder that he didn't get the uh, majority vote. Yeah, exactly. The popular vote, yeah. yeah. We are the popular and majority vote. That's nice. what it feels like. I think my little girl is uh, blown away at how intense this is today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, just a little louder. Dumbledore wouldn't let this happen. Thanks, random citizens, wherever you may be. Joining us now is Rachel Pospisil, who joined Ariel on the march and collected these fine interviews. What was some of the wildest stuff you saw when you were there, Rachel? Um, so you had a ton of people overcrowding the DC subways and so many people were trying to get tickets that this guy just opened the gate and let everybody through every single stop we landed at in order to get to the march. We had to wait because they had to make sure it was safe because there were so many people packed into the cars and there were so many, so much cheering in the cars as well. Everybody was in really good spirits. It was all positive and it was a great environment. And something we saw when we were actually on the march, uh, there were these uh, women organizers. You could tell who they were because they were wearing yellow jackets and uh, pro-lifers had infiltrated the protest and they were carrying these giant horrible signs with uh, displaying dead fetuses and uh, giant crosses and the women's march organizers had formed a ring uh, a protective ring around them to prevent any harm coming to them as Mm -hmm. uh, we marched through and really it was a beautiful instance of protecting your right to say whatever you want regardless of if we agree or not about it It was really a lovely experience yeah it really was i think the moment that really struck me was uh, seeing how many children were there uh, there were so many uh, little girls on their parents' shoulders, and none yeah. of them were crying. It was just such a, a uplifting environment, even though it was so crowded and you would have been so tired and, and uh, drained mm. had it been any other motivation. People were just limitlessly energized. And somebody said while we were there that they made, because we were talking about that, and somebody made the comment that, yeah, well, kids can really sense the aura around them. And if it was so positive and true. right, and so everybody was so uplifting throughout the entire thing. It was long, it was exhausting, but the the entire crowd was so happy to be there, regardless. And mm-hmm. I think it really showed. We could feel it. Everyone yeah. who was participating, no matter where you were in the country or in the world, you could feel the energy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went to the march, the intersectionality march in Pittsburgh, actually this Saturday, and all the kids were like surprisingly well behaved, and it made me think about my very first march, which was the Million Man March around 2000, mm-hmm. and um, how it just made me feel this feeling that was beyond like human emotion. It was like a spiritual mm-hmm. feeling. Like you don't even want to act up. Mm-hmm. You you don't act like a brat. You just feel you just feel a part of something. And the Million Man March is interesting because they uh, that was the march where they stopped counting how many yeah. people were there. The story yeah. behind that is so funny because it was called the Million Men March and then they only reported um 
I think I can't remember the exact number, but it was way less than that. And everybody got real mad because it was supposed to be the million man march. And so the government was like, mm, we're done. We're do this. Yeah. But there were so many people. It was no matter yeah. what direction you looked, there were people beyond where the eye could see. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just amazing. Now let's hear from our favorite CNTs, Yaya and Nene, to answer real questions from real listeners because we actually have those. Take it away, ladies. Good to see you, Nay. I look like Yaya. Girl Meets World was canceled. But Scandal comes back this week. You're coming to my watch party, right? TGIT. I don't believe in God, but if I did, I'd thank her for Friday, not Thursday. You're on with Yaya and Nene on the Or Not Advice Hotline. What plagues you? Hi. I love your show. Um, So my boyfriend got me pregnant on election night, but I am neither financially, mentally, or politically stable enough to have a baby, so I'm getting an abortion. Why did we want to... On election night, we thought Hillary was going to win, so we had celebratory sex. I was going to keep the abortion a secret until I overheard my boyfriend say, one day I want to have kids, but not with my aggravating girlfriend. My parents have been praying for grandchildren for years now. Should I continue with the procedure because that's what I want to do and it's my body or not? Well, this is easy. Abort that baby like there's no tomorrow. Wait just a second. This boyfriend deserves to pay. Pay up for child support. Why doesn't she seek counsel from her nearest Planned Parenthood office? Who knows how much longer they'll be around? She can go through with the pregnancy, tell him it's someone else's for the entirety of it to shatter his ego, and then when the baby's born, mail him the paternity test and child support court date for his birthday. Hashtag waste his time 2017. Nay, that is a little dark even for you. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. But in this case, I'm about as sweet as a dry and bitter cabernet. I worry about you so much. Those stress pimples are your fault. Does that make you angry? No, just happy. I have a friend. Let's deliberate. Um, I don't know. I was like, is he not like, I don't want to make no sense. Because he's like, oh, what? Oh, oh, you're right. Whatever, Whatever you, you do, break up with your boyfriend. You're on with Yaya and Nene on the Or Not Advice Hotline. What plagues you? I've been protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline for four months now. But just this morning... Donald Trump signed the executive order that officially greenlights the Dakota Pipeline. Adios mio. And this is the day after he signs the anti-abortion bill to stop women and girls in third world countries from getting reproductive care. The world is over, over as we know it. So do I pack my bags and head to a home that my boyfriend has already moved, his female best friend who's probably using up my Costco pack of cotton balls? Or tie myself to the equipment and say, you'll have to kill me if you want to build this pipeline. Maybe my boyfriend will care then. I mean, maybe Trump will care then. What are the Native Americans supposed to do? Sit and wait around until their water is as bad as Flint's? The greed, disregard for life, and my boyfriend's insensitivity to make me sick to my stomach? So do I leave the pipeline or not? Stay! The work is far from done. Until Dakota Access gets a refund on their $1 billion purchase and officially stops building the pipeline, she can't go anywhere. And they won't because the receipt is stuck alarmingly far up Trump's But Trump, the leader of our free world, has decreed it's happening. They tried. 
but failed. It's over. Besides, it's cold in North Dakota. You want to get frostbite and gangrene? Gangrene? This isn't 1624, yeah, yeah. This is 2017, where she can Snapchat getting her frostbitten foot cut off and it'll go viral. Maybe that'll start a amputees for Dakota movement. Get justice. I feel like that's offensive to amputees. What if I were an amputee? It would comfort me knowing you experienced deep pain at some point in your life. And on that note, let's deliberate. You know, you didn't um, have to no, say anything on that stuff because okay, I'm saying okay. no, uh, Yeah, but okay. Leave at this point. You want to stay for the wrong reasons. And more importantly, go get justice for your cotton balls back, girl. Thanks, Yaya and Nene. Welcome back, CNTs. Now's the moment you've all been waiting for. Oh, lit. Are we done now? No. It's time for Mama Z to tell us a bedtime story. So go ahead and get cozy with your nighty and your J. It's story time, Mama Z. Hi, my name's Paula. What's yours? Oh, that's a nice name. Well, with all this talk about the presidential race, I felt it was important to let y'all know about a woman running for president. And no, she didn't delete a single email. Her campaign slogan was, Whipping America back into shape, one middle-aged white man at a time. Tara Indiana, a Yiddish-speaking dominatrix from the Bronx, was a writing candidate in three states and was possibly the most qualified candidate on the docket. Having taught more than 100 dominatrixes and dominated over 10,000 men, Mistress Tara confidently insists that the problem is the world is old and middle-aged white men have been running the planet for the last 6,000 years and they botched it. It is time for women to be in charge. She goes on to say, I have more leadership experience than Donald Trump and less skeletons in my closet than Hillary Clinton. Passionate about teasing denial, domestic discipline, corporal punishment, behavior modification, and foot slavery, her den of iniquity was the first and only BDSM club founded on the principles of female supremacy. Now that's a cause I can get behind. And now that we're living in a post-truth world of alternative facts, only one thing seems clear. If America wanted to be great, we would have hired a dominatrix for the job. Well, y'all have a good night now. Bye-bye. We'd like to take a moment to shout out to the fire writers and contributors who made today's show happen. Hannah Bergeron, Daryl Bright, Mo Dion, Alicia Etnoff, Arielle Hoffmeyer, Erica Jackson, Amani Neville, Rachel Pospisil, Katie Pine, Javi Spivy, Arielle Zucker, and Mama Z. Find us on iTunes under CNT. Catch us next Tuesday at 5, if the drones haven't taken us down by then. From WRCT 88.3 FM, I'm Arielle. And I'm Daryl, reminding you to wake up and stay woke. Later. <laughs>